While networking remains relegated to mostly remote and virtual means these days, her on-screen personas matter even more. And as professional colleagues get a glimpse of each other's personal lives on a daily basis in video meetings, it might be the perfect time to think about working on your branding. As many seek new work opportunities, how can the thoughtful design of your online and social media representation help to create new connections and build your business? What are the ways that your personal style can become a brand that makes you memorable? Can the principles of experience design apply to ourselves? Hello, and welcome back to the Tide Generator podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Nelson. And uh, well, now that we consume everything through these screens, um, it's time we looked at experience design from a new angle, our online persona. Um, we're going to talk about branding design and the many ways we can make ourselves memorable online but hopefully always in a good way. So uh, today I have three very special guests that are all experts in this very notion of creating a very amazing and memorable online presence. So welcome everyone. Um, yeah, with me today, I have Rainy Fu. She is an art director and founder of Design Never Sleeps. Hello. <laughs> hi, hi, Kirsten, and thanks for having me today. It's such an honor. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And we have Chris Netto. He is market development manager at Starin, a midwitch company. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks, Kristen. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we have Hanan Abdallah, audience engagement manager with Avixa. <laughs> That's you know, This isn't a Avixa podcast. Right, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome. I'm so glad we're. All, uh, this is just the perfect group of people to be talking about this topic because every single one of you come from a different angle on it, and you all have a really amazing dynamic presence on the internet. Um, so yeah, I think I think I, I want to dig right in and and start with Rainy because um, kind of at the beginning of these crazy new times, um, you took the initiative to start an online masterclass to help people um, improve their online presence. Um, so yeah, do you um, want to talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Rainy, Rainy Fu from, um, I'm an art director in New York right now. And I'm also the founder of this group called uh, Design Never Sleeps. And it comes from the idea of like CDs never sleeps and hence design never sleeps. And the idea uh, was to do a seven weeks masterclass where we connect uh, designers and in, in branding from different cities into New York through what only the only thing that we can do right now, which is through remote uh, Zoom calls and to help uh, local businesses in New York to get back on their feet during this quarantine time by providing them with like branding ideas and more like social media of how they can uh, help their own businesses as well. So it has been a good uh, six months journey so far and I've gone through three batches of uh, people, their participants that are part of this uh, initiative. And I think so far we have done maybe like six or seven local businesses and it has been doing really well. And everybody appreciates what we did and as well as the participants that do that manage to get the kind of 
industrial experience of working with real uh, local brands like in New York. And I think it's like a win-win situation for everyone and everyone seems to be more bond together in this difficult times of not seeing everyone during quarantine. Yeah. And yeah. And that's what I've been doing this few days, these few months. Oh yeah. Creating connections. That's good. Like real life connections created through making stuff for all these online and social media outlets. It's nice. Like when people can work together to make sure their message is resonating and it really feels personal that way. That's pretty cool. But yeah. And actually Chris, that actually at, You've obviously seen just a little bit of that uh, on the AV Tweep side. You've seen quite a lot of people build their persona online. I guess, yeah, has it been, how do you feel about that, uh, the aspect of sort of tech-centric people trying to add a little bit more of a, their personal brand into the mix when they do their online persona? I, uh, wow. <laughs> so there is a contradiction in what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> person with persona, uh, it, it kind mm-hmm. of rubs the wrong way. Like what tech nerd has persona uh, outside <laughs> of being outside being geeky uh, and, and, and working behind an equipment rack, which is what most AV people are. That's their comfort, comfort zone. Um, you can have a persona, right? Uh, mm. It does go into the type of person you are. Are you introverted? Are you extroverted? I think that, um, you know, the the internet has opened up a lot of uh, people that could have been classified more or less as, as introverted type people. Uh, some are referred to as keyboard warriors because they they have the, 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 the gusto to have their opinions put out on the internet. Uh, and that's empowering to a lot of people. So, you know, if that's what you need to bring out who you are, then so be it. Um, so quarantine comes and everybody kind of shuts down, right? Not literally, obviously businesses are going, you know, kind of quiet for a couple of days trying to figure out, oh, this is two weeks and it's, what are we going to do? But you know what? It's, we're just going to be locked down for two weeks. Now we're on month six, month seven, month eight, we're rolling into fall of, you know, we're in fall, we're going into 2021. What? most people I think um, were not expecting was that long haul. So I've been doing this now for about 10 years, 10, 11 years, roughly on the social channel, started with LinkedIn and built kind of my online presence as who I am, representative of me, uh, who I am online is who I am in person. Uh, for, For people that have not met me in person, when I go to an Infocom show, I am the same person that I am here. on the on the interwebs, I don't change very much. There's some people that actually create personas uh, to be online, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the minute that you are put on video, you are exposed as to who you are. So if you thought you were smart, uh, <laughs> stay stay off video because you can only fake it till you make it till a certain point. But you know, uh, for me, I was one of the first people, uh, you know, kind of out there that kind of just stepped up and said, you know what, I can do this. Uh, I've been built. I've been building for this. Right? Why did you get on social media? Why did you get on Twitter? But not to live on, you know, on this digital plane, essentially. So, um, you know, when when everybody was shutting down and companies are kind of like trying to figure out what it is and didn't invest their time and effort into being social or having a community or building the community, uh, I kind of looked and said, you know what, I'm I, I'm ready. I've been preparing for this all my life. It's like <laughs> there's the spotlight, there's the stage. Let's go. Let's perform. Let's let's help, right? More importantly. So as people were going into the lockdown, I was coming out of lockdown and saying, you know what? You can do this. It's not that hard. Let's 
all bond together online. Let's continue to forward our community of audiovisual nerds and let's be a little bit more vocal. And, you know, we're all here. We're all in this together, which is something you keep hearing. I should make a T-shirt and sell it. But you, we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, having this online digital um, uh, platform, whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you choose, uh, was a good way for us as humans to have that interaction, though it's not physical or in the same room or in the same space. So got to make the best of what is handed to you. And when somebody hands you lemons, you know what to make. <laughs> yeah, hopefully something delicious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do I know? I mean, have I ever made lemonade? I don't know. But, <laughs> but during quarantine, I sure did learn a lot <laughs> about how to cook and things like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, well, cool. Well, yeah, and Hanan, and similarly, you've been, this is your grand debut of vast amount of experience that you have brought to Avixa um, because yeah, you're an audience engagement manager with Avixa, but your background has been, you've done a lot with um, teaching some, some reluctant social media users, some people who weren't quite sure if they could get online. Uh, you've taught workshops for minority women and trying to try to help them engage in ways that they can get more um, opportunity. So yeah, I guess, I guess talking about all of this, we're talking about people trying to get themselves ready for some sort of online presence. Um, how do you feel like, well, how can people create relatable content that that actually connects with who they really are in real life? Yeah, I think, um, man, everything that everybody said already, I'm like over here, like sending the emoji <laughs> praise hands. Like this is, it's so good because um, one, I do think that this time has really revealed to me how important um, connection is to all of us. And even just like, all the tide generator podcasts the one of the underlying themes is connection right we're connecting through technology we're connecting with each other interpersonally but the ultimate goal is to feel like you're seen and heard and um you know i i feel like i, I can kind of understand where you're coming from chris because i feel like i came into this like pandemic like this is an opportunity for all of us to shine and not everybody feels that way because when you go online, it feels like it's a popularity contest, right? Like there's people who are these big figures. And like you said, Chris, like you're, you're a big figure in AV, you know, people, you're a big deal. <laughs> you're a big deal in my eyes. And I, I say that because you do it through authentic branding and, but you've built it over time. And I love that you stress that fact is that it takes time. And it's not going to happen overnight. And I think over time for me personally, I have um, a brand on on Instagram, the social, the the sunshine strategy, and that's just where I talk about empowerment and I lead other women and um, and and just people alike to 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 really put a a voice to their vision, right? And I think whatever it is that you want. Um, you can find something that somebody's going to be related, uh, relatable to. I am a plant mom, y'all. So I have my plant <laughs> up here, and I've had this plant up here for a while. It wasn't just for it wasn't just for the sake of the podcast. Like <laughs> she lives there. Um, I haven't named her yet, but point being, um, I know we've talked about this. Like people will relate to you on something that you don't even think is going to be relatable content, right? Like you you don't know that the CEO of the company that you're trying to maybe connect with loves plants. And thus, when you talk about being a plant mom or a plant dad on a Monday, it might attract the attention and just be a warm um, connection so that you can start having those conversations. And it just, it's, it's so cool because I think it's just giving us a, a better connection or better ability to insert ourselves as humans, right? Like we get to see each other 
from the behind the scenes and not just from the transactional standpoint. And I, and I feel like it's, it's an opportunity for us to do that. Like, don't, not to shy away from it, just be you, wear your hair curly, you know, do, do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds like um, to what um, rainy has been talking about too, about um, that showing some of that personal, some of those personal attributes of, of who you are and what you love that can kind of show people what you might bring to their enterprise, to their business or you know, as a vendor. Um, I know Rainey, you had kind of mentioned that the idea of being, of talking about showing your personal side so that you can talk about the cultural ad you could be yeah. basically the, what you can add to in a business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like after hearing what Hanan said, it's just so, it's just so inspiring because that has been what uh, all of us are trying to find out more so than just what is transactional, like what she mentioned earlier. And I think that's that's like saying that we each one of us has an individual story to tell. That's not just a culture fit in terms of we are not just fitting into a, a company or fitting into a, a culture, but it's more so how we can add on to it. And if for for example, in that sense earlier, it was like being a plant mom, and then you get to connect with like the CEO of a big company that maybe sparks some other interests out of there because. I don't think all of us live in a very um, uh, parallel, like just a very focused, um, like two dimensional, like world dimensional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You, you took the words out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was more so like, what is your cultural ad and how to, how to uncover that is you have to find out your cultural advantage like each one of us has our own cultural advantage. Like I'm Asian, I'm, I'm a woman, I'm immigrant, I'm from Singapore. And what's my advantage is like, maybe I can connect between two different cultures. Maybe it's all about uh, being a woman in, in this space, in, in the marketing and branding space. And then also like your identity in terms of, uh, you know, my parents are chefs and like your parents are not like, you know, every single buddy comes from somewhere else and how it it sort of lead me into doing design because it's like culinary arts and lead me to like designing stuff and your circumstances and like where you have been and why. So I think um, all of us came to New York for a reason. I think now, now that I know, you know, like the four of us here that we're talking about right now, we are, we have been like, been through the hard New York and at this point right now during quarantine we have so much time to think about how we are and why we are here and what we do in the past so it all comes in a in a very good opportunity at this point right now to really find out more about ourselves and what's our culture at in in the sense during this very very quiet time that mainly we are just by ourselves most of the time and yeah I think that's a very big part of personal branding um, and that's something that, you know, we can just record the process of doing that rather than um, the final product as it comes along. Yeah, yeah that I, is. Can I, add, can I add to that? Because both of you said, both Hanan and, 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 and Rainy both said something regarding the culture. I am very representative of where I am. I grew up 
in New Jersey, uh, a blue collar mentality with a blue collar family of immigrants that came over. I'm first generation American. I didn't speak English when I went to school and I learned how to speak English thanks to Sesame Street. Word up. It was. I, I got to sit there. My grandmother lived with us. I'm old school. My grandmother lived with us and only talked Portuguese. So I, I had to learn Portuguese before I learned English. So, and, and I, and I think I've, you know, I still speak the language and I'm still involved in that. But one thing that is very apparent with me and my online persona is that I'm very Jersey. Uh, and I've had to explain that to a couple of people that follow me from the UK, not the Isle of Jersey, but the state of New Jersey and everything that is kind of representative with it. And I reflect that a lot online. Like I will fight people that tell me that they need pineapple on pizza. That is a trigger comment that I, if I put that out there, uh, it, it, it incites riots. It's weird. AV people are very passionate about pineapple on pizza. But when I do that, you know, and, and on top of it, it's funny you bring up the culture and the food aspect, right? Because that mm-hmm. I, I've, I spent many years working uh, through Italian restaurants and pizzerias, not uh, because of that's what I did through college. Right. And uh, so I understand a little bit about food, but I don't, I'm not a chef. But man, do I have some strong opinions regarding pizza. At the same token, I have some strong opinions about where I'm from, right? I will put that it's, you know, New Jersey against the rest of the world. And yes, I upset New Yorkers. Uh, There's things that I've learned on social media uh, that are kind of in the same vein. I won't talk about race, sex, politics, religion. That's kind of like the taboo things that I don't want to talk about because that doesn't that's not part of what it is that I am and how I want to talk about that online. Certain things are left to be personal. One thing I've learned that I can't talk about because when I do, it always kind of stirs the pot a bit outside the pineapple and pizza comment. I'm very reluctant to talk about sports teams because I am a New York fan through and through. So there is going to be some Red Sox fans that are not going to be happy when I say I'm a fan of XYZ. So you, it's your culture and where you're from even is part of the the fabric that who you are. So, you know, it's, it's something that when you're thinking about what your brand is, what you are and what you uh, envelop is you have to have kind of a little bit of a map of where you want to be and how you want to be. Um, Twitter, I'm kind of a little bit all over the place and I've opened up over the past uh, couple of years to really show like, hey, this is what I'm eating. I always thought that was kind of dumb. But some people, because I started traveling, people wanted to see, hey, where you at? And I ended up uh, befriending uh, somebody from the Food Network who was a Food Network chef. So when I traveled, uh, I would send them a message. I'm like, hey man, I'm in this town. He goes, go to hear this barbecue place, knock on the door three times and tell them that Carl sent you. I'm like, okay, weird, but the best barbecue I've ever had was knocking three doors, you know, three times on a door. That's the kind of stuff that you can really take on. Now, if you are a brand representing a brand, that's what I've, now I will default to the brand experts in Hanan and Rainey because I'm learning. I am anything I've learned that is brand related, marketing related, goes back to my culture because I learned how to market on the street. All right. When you're when you're when you're kind of like what I was, I also did a little DJing when I was in school. If I wanted to bring people to a nightclub, I had to create flyers. If the nightclub was packed, Chris got another gig. 
So I quickly learned that I have to learn how to market. And it was street team mentality for those that grew up in the 90s. It was mixtapes and it was flyers and it was stuff that was being handed out by hand. The difference between that and what we do on Twitter today is that that mixtape is now, here's my Spotify list, right? And it's a digital transformation of a physical of what you did then, right? And all part of that is, you know, this is who I am. This is how I'm marketing. And I learned, but I've never studied it. So it's really word of mouth and, you know, staying consistent with your brand is how I've done it. I'm hoping that the experts would say that maybe you've done it right, or maybe you've done it wrong. Either way, it's worked for me, but I think it could have been better. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> I should have okay, pointed um, to I'm like, oh, there's so much to add. You said so many um, great things. I know, right? Um, I think for me, um, I I also kind of I don't want to say I grew up on this grew up on learning on the streets, but I kind of did. I mean, I started I started working with social media um, say seven eight years ago and started it all on my own. I was in a completely different industry and completely transitioned over. So um, I get where you're coming from. I don't know if there's any right or wrong way to do it, right? I mean, there's like a clear there's clearly um, certain things that you avoid from a a branding standpoint, but at some point, I think now it is very prevalent that um, values matter, right? Um, it's it's a very prevalent time at this moment that there, uh, to some extent, there needs to be um, a, a stand um, put in, in place, especially when when people's lives are at stake. And so, um, you know, that's probably as much as I'll say on that, because I, I think that there, there, there's just so much more to that conversation. And there was a really great conversation, small plug on the Tide podcast. I think it was the last one, if not the one before. Um, uh, and Kirsten, uh, so you could tell you could tell mm -hmm. people the folk who what it was, but um, in the title mm -hmm. of the podcast. Um, but it's really cool because we're it's we're starting to have those conversations about how values matter from the CEO down, right? Like people are looking at, and even from a board standpoint, people are looking at every single individual and um, determining from a sales standpoint whether or not they're going to take their investment of money or time and invest it into that brand. And whether that's like sending, you know, sharing content even. I mean, there are people who will like completely ban um, a company because of something that, that the CEO has said um, because their values don't align. Um, and there was actually, so there's two statistics that I thought about. Uh, there's a Nielsen study about buying decisions. And I, I've had a little bit of, of work in, on sales and I've done some lead generation, but um, where basically most consumers in the US consult basically a social media channel um, I think about 54% of information is what is used for the consumer buying. And then um, there was another one that talked about how uh, the information found on your social media channel can in influence about 75% of a B2B transaction, so B2B buyers. So if you're looking at like the return of investment, because you did mention that a little bit, Chris, like the ROI is real. And it's almost like social media in the digital space has hacked this sales cycle, right? Like that traditional sales cycle of awareness, that first stage, like social media has hacked it. And it's so important that there is um, either a value alignment in order for consumers that are like way smarter nowadays. Like we, we know like just about everything is at the tip of our, like at the fingertips, at, at our fingertips, right? We can find any information. Um, and so what, what does your social media brand look like and what, how are your employees even engaging um, on, an, on, a, on a staff level um, and, and how are they showing up into these spaces? Because every single 
connection that anybody has with, you know, one of our Evixa employees is it, it makes a difference, right? And it, it actually, it, it impacts you. Um, I buy a lot of stuff off of Instagram. So maybe that's also why I'm buying this. <laughs> I'm like, click, that looks interesting. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Yeah, this is it's it's basically a long game. It's it's the it's the patience. You've all been talking about um, the sort of long term aspects of this. You know, as you're developing who you are, it's it's being consistent. It's being patient. It's gradually adding in elements that you about yourself that that start to reveal the full picture of who you are, and that can create new new um, ways for people to connect with you. As you guys have been saying, it's I guess that's that's the next part of this whole. So the whole picture of trying to put yourself online is, is capturing more mm -hmm. of the process as Rainy has been talking about a little bit, um, capturing mm -hmm. the process and, and not just doing the perfect finished product, right? Is that what you were talking about, Rainy, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I truly believe that for anybody who start off a social media account right now, like from zero followers, it's all about capturing the process rather than the final product. And the reason why I say that was the one big reason is because I felt that the longer you waited till the final product is done, the least you would start posting stuff online because of the pressure of the internal pressure that you give yourself is up to perfection. It was the idea of like, you know, being perfect has, you have to be perfect. If not, you wouldn't post anything. And I think that that counters the whole idea of showing your, finding yourself, finding your own, voice through the process and and one very good example was because uh, i also started painting like food stuff and food paintings and then and then you know and then people start dming me for like local businesses started dming me and wanting to buy the prints and then that's how i get to know more local businesses that ended up helping like design ever sleeps and it sort of uh, go back a full circle of you know connecting the dots and connecting my passion into into the what I actually want to do and and I think that helps to sort of drive yourself into a a, a place where you found your own brand in that sense and through posting you get more than just you know once a week you can start doing it like every other day because of, you're just recording the process. It's so much easier to do that. And then that drives consistency too. Like as the more you post, the more you will find and realize that your posts are starting to look similar or your interests are starting to relate to each other. And I think that's how you find that consistency also by just really just do it. Like just, just to start uh, posting on social media. Yeah. And in, in that process too, I know that we talked a little bit about trying to avoid being too, too marketing-y, right? <laughs> like to having too yeah. many just ads and making sure you're actually putting some personality into all these posts too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to add on to what you just said, Rainy, because I feel like what you said was, um, it really tests on something that is like, like a deep, like an intrinsic trigger for me with, um, <laughs> like the limiting <laughs> beliefs, right? Because yeah. I think so many of us have um, these limiting beliefs that we can't show up as ourselves or like, we can't, I can't be another rainy who paints food, which you need to teach me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Probably we'll buy something off you. I mean, anyway, um, but it, it's, it's, 
I think one of the, okay, so I'll talk about it from, um, from the Avixa standpoint, because that is stuff that I teach as well. And I love that you do that, um, from that ground level. And it's like, I love that philosophy. That is so cool. Um, but even from our, our employees, I think our employees are like our first advocates, right? It's like if we're developing content, I know Chris, as you, as a manager, like our goals as manager is to continuously better our employees. Um, and whether that's basically helping them in, engage our, our current brand, the brand that we're representative of, or as our personal brands, which also kind of intertwine with our, <laughs> with our brands and where we work. And sometimes people have that apprehension of like, well, what should I, you know, like, I don't want my employer to see that. Or like, you know, there's just all these kind of um, limiting beliefs of who you can be for your employer. Um, and, and that kind of triggered, um, uh, an initiative that we, that I started and it's uh, our social media digest and that, um, essentially it's, it's like small digestible digital bites that you can consume and share. Right. So, um, I, I, one thing that we've done is on a weekly basis showed, uh, individuals who are a little bit more reluctant or who maybe are a little bit like on the introductory side of social media that like, you could just click to tweet this, you know, you can take this and you can put it on social media and you can add your own twist to it. This is something that's really engaging. And, um, you know, this is a piece about the MBA and that's relevant to the news. So this is how you can tie in your personal brand to, you know, what's happening um, and what's relevant. And so it's almost like it starts to break down those limiting beliefs and those walls so that your employees can start not even just engaging in your own brand, but also um, start building their own brand. Because at the end of the day, like you want to be like a Chris who gets, you know, sponsorship deals <laughs> left and right. And, and like a Rainy who gets, you know, PR packages. So to be able to do that from a internal kind of communication standpoint has been something that we're, we're seeing is, is pretty beneficial. And we won't, I think we're only in like week 10 right now. Um, and so I'm collecting the data and I'll get back to you guys about that, but it's really cool to see that. And I think for me, more than anything, it's cool to see people engage that um, would not have otherwise. And then ask the questions like, well, how about this? And how can I do this? And how can I, and and ultimately like your, your digital presence is your online CV, right? Like it's your resume. So your connections and your network can start from just that. You sharing some content and then you being able to engage with somebody on content that you like. And then you being able to like, you know, sell yourself and uh, get some new mics for free, like Chris. <laughs> It's not like Chris. Okay, let, let's let's clarify this. Um, I know. I'm kidding. I'm it, kidding, but also like put, you're putting me on a spot, Hannah. Now I have to explain. <laughs> so, um, going back to when I first started this, I I basically said I'm going to try this out, and I was in it for the long haul, which means that I basically set aside what was a five year plan. Uh, that I loosely wrote on the back of a napkin. I know five-year plans in 2020 are crazy ideas right now. You, If you have a, a three-week plan, you're lucky, let alone a, a five-year plan. But I basically said that in five years, this is what I expect to see from it. Not having any historical data outside of the books that I read and uh, the three months it took for me to actually hit send on, you know, on, on a first tweet or to sign up for Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, because I was, I, I, I wanted to come in fully prepared and I completely understand anybody who's watching this right now and going, that's me, right? Um, you don't want to hit send on that tweet because you don't know if your boss is going to approve it. If it's controversial, 
you know, think twice. We're adults at this point. Like with your manager. Yeah, like you can self-manage yourself. If it's semi-controversial, it is. And you may get more controversy out of saying that you like the New York Yankees than you would about XYZ brand not delivering, right? Like, so let's, let's put this in perspective. If you are going to get into this game, prepare for a long haul. It doesn't happen overnight. Not all of us can jump on a skateboard and drink a little cranberry juice and find success. Now, <laughs> It has not happened to me. Everything that I've ever done has been a slow, organic pace, right? And I'm cool with that. Um, what that has done is that we, for me, it's it's community building more so than my own who I am. Because to me, it's more important that I have this, this group of people that I can have these meaningful conversations because at some point, I don't know everything. Right. So if you are of the curious type personality, getting online is going to be a great place because you know what? You'll always find somebody who can help you give you an answer for this. And all you have to do is attach a little hashtag to it. Next thing you know, this happens. When AV in the AM, which is our the Sunday conversation that I started, uh, what, when that started, I took a picture of a coffee cup, and I've said this a million times, so people are bored, and I apologize if this is the millionth time you're hearing this. I took a picture of a coffee cup that I had, and I answered a question that somebody had regarding uh, uh, Amazon Alexa, and I'm surprised mine didn't go off. Um, so when I said Amazon Alexa and the use in corporate space, that turned into somebody asking a follow-up question to that and so on and so forth. Next thing you know, I had about five, 10 people on a Sunday morning at eight, very dad time for me because I got up to do pancakes and breakfast for my kids. And um, you know, so I'm flipping pancakes and answering questions. Next week, I took a picture of my coffee cup. I said, that was nice that we had this last week. It's eight o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. I may be the only creature up at this hour. You know, Not a creature was stirring except for this dad in this house. So I took a picture and I took a picture of my coffee cup and I said, good morning. And somebody said, hey, what are we talking about this week? And I was not prepared. So I quickly had to make a couple of Google things. Say, hey, last week we talked about voice control and corporate. You wanna talk about this? All of a sudden, you know, two, three years later, there was a community built around this and they wait for eight o'clock in the morning when I release five questions that people chew on all day, argue about all day, and it turns into controversial topics because I can't control where the conversation goes. All I'm doing is aiding it. So, you know, the organic side to it, I don't set out and say, I'm going to do this because this is going to be this, right? I waited online for 11 years or eight years, I guess, because it's been two years since ABN AM started. I waited eight years to have a an, an aha moment, right? I've had other ones in the in, previous to that, but this has been the one that's been the longest and, and most enduring of them all. And, you know, it started with a coffee cup. So for those that are sitting here and listening and going, you know, I can't become an expert. I don't want to dedicate the time. So you can't be on all day, right? But you can come on once or twice a day and pop something up that is that is meaningful that is maybe you maybe it's pertinent to what you're doing it depends on what you what where you at so in the 11 years that I've been doing this one of the things that I've watched is the I'm going to become you know the person who jumps online tries to figure this out right before a trade show gets all loud gets all hey here I am I'm going to, and then disappears whoop gone i don't even bother 
you know, there's not going to be a follow. There's not going to be a like because I kind of got the energy. I get where you're going, right? Um, and then there's others that are dedicated to it. And they just are just, you know, that they have time on Wednesdays because their schedule permits it. Or maybe they're sitting outside waiting for their kids to come out of a karate class. And they, you know, you can almost get the patterns, right? When I used to sit and wait for my son to leave for karate, I was on Twitter, right? And uh, when I was sitting waiting for conference rooms to be emptied, I was on LinkedIn and I was learning something. You can take the time and learn this. It's just, it's a, it's dedicated. It's like any other craft. It's like any other skill. But one of the things that does come out of this, right? If you want to refer to this as a hustle, right? If this is your grind, if this is what you're, you're getting up to do every day, eventually what will happen is that you, if you continue doing this and you continue making yourself known, you won't have to introduce yourself, right? And that is where you want to be, right? Because I am not a CEO. I don't run a trade organization. I am just an average Joe. I get up every morning. I put my pants on the same way as everybody else. But there are times when I walk into a place and I don't have to introduce myself and I know why that is that right? And it's because for 11 years, I've been working on my online presence and my digital brand, which is me. And no matter where I work and who I work for, I'm representative of that. So whoever's hiring me, right? Currently, I work for Snarin, which is part now of Midwich, right? I've been here for two years. They absolutely saw where I was going and they understood the value of social and that's why I'm here, right? So, you know, your employer can look to your past records, like they can Google me, right? And if there's anything controversial, it's going to be up there. So when I got into this 11 years ago, I knew that we were basically doing, a lot of people refer to them as, as, as a digital footprints or whatever. You know, this is like digital cave drawings. I'm telling my story on a daily basis through small 280, you know, character tweets or whether it's postings on LinkedIn, or if it's a picture of my food on Instagram, whatever the case may be, I am leaving a piece of me there for permanent record. And I am very aware of that. And when you have that self-awareness that you are doing something that you may think may be small or menial or you know insignificant, people can go back and look at that. So again, be careful what you're doing, but come out with a plan it may not be your Facebook. It may not be for Aunt Susie to watch, you know, and we don't, you know, that's, that's, you can lock down your Facebook and do all your, you know, if you, if that's where you want to go to do political posts, so be it, you know, you're all entitled to whatever you want to do. I'm a big believer in freedom of speech, uh, but uh, you have to be self-aware and prepared to deal with, Hey, what about this posting back in 2013? Cause that's come back and haunt, haunted celebrities in the past, it could come back and haunt the technician who was looking for a new job. So please be aware of that. But back to Hanan, I, I went off on a tangent back to your thing. It's, it's been a very, very, um, you know, slow, you know, kind of glacier pace grind to get to where I am today. And I'm still not there, right? Because there's still places I still have to introduce myself. Uh, especially outside of AV. Nobody knows who I am. It's awesome. But, um, you know, and masks work. This is the great part about masks. I, I can't wait till Infocom we can mask up and, 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 and not be ourselves. But anyway, outside of that, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who, I, you know, I honestly believe that this process can work for everybody, uh, even the people that are reluctant to be extroverted. 
Uh, but if you are sharing who you are and things that are meaningful to you and meaningful to the community, more importantly, uh, the community people that have the same like and the same mind uh, set, um, that's actually going back to a quote, something you said earlier, uh, Kirsten, I've taken this time to expand my knowledge, not just with an AV. Everybody's been grinding on the AV thing, learning how to do better audio and video and getting certifications. My head has been someplace completely different. I pop in my, 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 my headphones, I go for walks and I listen to people like Jay Shetty and mindset podcasts and, you know, trying to figure out a better way to, you know, to, to, to be mindful, uh, because, I can learn how to send sound down a piece of copper any day, but to, you know, to improve myself uh, on a daily basis, that's what I taken out of this quarantine is that I expanded similar to Rainey, who was, you know, who, who went back into, into painting. I kind of stepped away from AV and listened to, you know, marketing podcasts to understand, uh, you know, to translate what Hanan says in marketing, because to me, I'm like, I, I wish I knew what she was talking about. But uh, until I completely go through the translator and understand, oh, that's what she means. Um, so listening to that sort of stuff and expanding my knowledge, that is a big part of who I am. And a lot of that will come out in my social as well, because I find something that's worthwhile. I, I you know, I absolutely love listening to Chase, Chase Jarvis's show. And he's a photographer who is interviewing interesting people all over the world. And, you know, that kind of stuff is what really has, I've been drawn to over this time and it helps develop who I am and every little thing you do and experience can go into your socials and uh, part of your brand as well. But this is, that's very personal, very personal brand as opposed to company. So. Well, that's the really, all of that is like the best aspect of what we need. Like all that, take notes because these are all the steps you can take to start <laughs> establishing your brand online and, and be in it for the long haul. And I guess, yeah, maybe by way of wrapping up, we could talk about a couple more tips um, from Rainy and Hanan about about what's kind of one thing people can do today. Those people, either people with zero followers, people who are doing this the first time, people who've been sort of plugging away at this, but not really committed to bringing their full self online. I guess what's what's something they can work on right now? Um, thanks, Rainy. <laughs> You're so sweet. Okay, um, I, so the first thing that, I, it keeps replaying in my head, Chris, allow me to introduce myself, to reintroduce myself, my name is um, So, uh, and that goes back to the things that you you were just talking about. I think um, more than anything, I, I've had this reoccurring kind of this new revelation over the past couple of months, and especially working in, in marketing and in communications and in my personal brand and with other smaller brands, um, that the numbers, while they seem big, right? So you might look at somebody who's already established their social presence. Um, having that awareness of how much time it's taken and how much intention it's taken is uh, is an important factor. And um, I love that Chris said that you need to have a five-year plan. And if, if you don't necessarily know what the future holds, I think um, one thing that I, I know I've always uh, kind of lived by is that there's an art in, in consistency and there's an art in follow-up. So whatever it is that you're doing, if you're connecting, if you're putting something out into the universe, um, knowing that there's going to be some sort of law of attraction and that something is going to come back and you have to be prepared to react to that thing. Um, and that's, I was like, I'm loving the Jay Shetty reference because that's exactly what it is. There's always, there's a, a higher level of consciousness that happens when you expand yourself to things around you within AV, within design, everywhere. There's literally inspiration in anything. I talk about my plants and tie it to personal development. You know, like there's just something that you can learn and translate 
um, for other people so that they can expand their consciousness and then create some connection with it. Um, I guess other tangible things is um, there, what I love to do just from a personal standpoint is um, I love connecting with people via voice notes. You know, that's a very like, I don't know if you all know on Instagram and on Facebook, when people reach out, you know, for me personally, I'm like, my thumb has been on a hundred and I'm using <laughs> some cream. I'm like, cause I'm always using my thumb for social media. I use voice notes now, you know, I, I, I take the time to respond to somebody personally because one, they can hear the enthusiasm and the excitement in my voice. Um, you know, maybe not after like a really long day, but choose time that works for you. And I'll respond with a voice note or even a video. Like I know a lot of my followers receive that. They'll see like a personal video of me saying, Hey, yep, thank you for like responding back to that. What was your feedback on that? And what I find value in is the feedback, right? There's um, the Gary V's, the Gary V's of the world. That's what he always talks about, right? He talks about looking at the comments. He doesn't even look at the content. He looks at the comments because that's what matters at the end of the day is what are your viewers? What are your followers? What are your um, people who are engaging? What do they feel? Um, and at the, I mean, I guess just to wrap it up, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what you say. It matters how the people feel when they've left. Right. So whether it's an interpersonal connection, how did you feel when that person left your presence? Did you feel more calm? Did you feel more conscious? Did you feel, you know what I mean? Like, did you feel enlightened? Do you feel like you want to buy the product? How did that person feel when they've left your, when they've left your presence? Um, and I think so, so much so we, we just get hung up on what we're about to say in that next, in that next tweet um, that we forget to, to really tap into who we are and leave a really beautiful feeling with people. So um, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Yeah. Wow. That's like a lot of very good advice. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I have a few things that I, I would love to share the, with the listeners right now, for sure. Like, let's say if you have zero followers at this point, there are a few things like actionable stuff that you can actually start on. So for example, if you're in the AV industry, you could start posting like a photo of um, something to do with AV. Obviously I'm not from AV, so I couldn't speak on what what really works in that field. But then there's also something like a hashtag expert that you can download. It's an app where you find out the top few hashtags that is related to your field or related to the photo that you're posting. And for me, that has worked super, like superbly well in the sense of putting putting myself from zero followers to say five followers in, in a day, you know, you gotta start somewhere like in, in that sense. And that is something I've always followed and the other thing also speaking about consistency, like what um, like what Chris and Hanan, basically all of us, all of us mentioned is that, you know, in the beginning, you will always be like super passionate and super like on about starting something. And then halfway through, how, how are you going to keep up to it? So so I really like what Chris mentioned to, you know, the, the Sunday's morning morning where you have the cup, coffee cup, because I think that that it goes down to that it goes down to a weekly scheduled a scheduled um thing that you have to do so for example i have a i have a tech team tuesdays on my my food paintings so i will work with like a food person to paint what the food person has taken photo of and that's like my tuesdays and every tuesday i would post that and somebody would will be like oh okay you know oh maybe there's something new on every tuesday and that's how they started following you because they want to see 
uh, what's happening every Tuesday, what's new, what's what's the new restaurants that just opened up in New York, what's the restaurant that unfortunately shut down during COVID. You know, people like to be culturally related in the sense during, especially, especially in this time during quarantine. I think just to provide the extra knowledge that all of us don't don't get to see now that we are all stuck at home. And then the other thing is, oh yeah, speaking of Jay Shetty and Gary Vee, I, I love both of them. I've always listened to a lot of uh, inspirational and even like the, the mindset switching talks. And, and the other person that I really like is Louis Hulls. He's he's he done uh, he has done uh, the School of Greatness where he interviewed uh, Kobe Bryant that was really good RIP but that was a really really good podcast and and I think halfway through you get so beaten up by COVID by staying at home and some I think to be able to tap into that extra resource of listening to something to retrain your mind to to think positively and manifest the thoughts that you want to manifest. I think that's a strength. That's a huge, huge advantage that we can all take now, right now, especially everybody stuck at home. And yeah, and here, and, and that's that's how you can get from say zero followers to say 30 followers in a week. And I think having a set of structure really, really does help at this point. Awesome. So I get to go last. Is that how <laughs> so, I, I got I got a handful of these. Um, my, my first one that I have to share is start today, right? Uh, for many years, I've I've looked at myself as an anomaly when I started doing social because I was in my third late thirties when I when I started doing this, right? I'm not a twenty something out of college who or a seventeen year old in high school who is Instagram famous. I, I'm I'm not that, but I know and I'm comfortable in who I am. Right uh, at this moment, I'm 46 years old. In my, uh, you know, the prime of my career, I have 20 years experience in the world of AV and 10 years experience on building myself. Right, uh, there are people that are going to be uber cautious. That you know what? I'm a dad. I'm a mom. What do I got to say? I'm too old. Don't let that get in the way. Uh, you will find a place to connect. You'll find a way to connect. And it doesn't matter if it's millennial, Gen Z, Gen X, which is where I sit. Uh, there are connection points to all those. Um, and it's not, you know, so black and white that age is, is something that's going to stop you. So I encourage everybody, if you're going to start, start now. You've done your homework, start. The other part uh, that I would say for people that are looking is find inspiration. Uh, look at people that are doing it. I don't, not necessarily the people in your own, you know, in your own space, right? Uh, because one of the things that I am going to say is find your community, you know, find your people because the people are not going to find you. Um, until I found the community or until I found people of like-minded people, um, I was just Chris and I was tweeting into the abyss, right? So you have to find the people. Uh, you have to go to the people. That is something that even businesses now that are jumping into social are not quite getting, uh, you know, just because you tweet doesn't mean that you're going to get instant everything. It doesn't come that way. You have to go to the people and what are you doing? Right. So start immediately, obviously in this day and age, if you're not comfortable with video, please get comfortable with video. Video first is the best way 
to get your mindset going. Uh, I have a 15 year old daughter and her friend who just, you know, this year, my daughter discovered uh, what the busy signal was on a house phone. Like she had never heard the busy signal for the first time in my life at 15. <laughs> all right. Uh, while her friend two years ago, her and her friend were on a, were on a call and I asked her to call her on the phone and her friend did not know where the dial, how to make a phone call, like what the telephone number is because they Snapchatted and video chatted for everything. So please get comfortable with video. If it's not for you personally, uh, the generations that are coming up right behind us are video first. So please uh, learn uh, to develop uh, the ability to be on camera and, you know, try to get, break through the barrier of being, you know, shy. Um, in this day and age, obviously, of what we're going through, empathy is a huge word. It could be played out by now because everybody's telling you empathy, empathy, shoving it down your throat. But it's true. You don't know what other people are going through. And just because, you know, um, you were doing okay doesn't mean everybody is, right? I learned that the hard way because here I'm thinking the world is completely shut down because I'm in New Jersey and New Jersey's locked down a lot tighter than, say, Florida. Florida's like, what's your problem? What's your problem? Why can't you go to, what, what do you mean you can't go out and eat? Like, I would love to go out and eat. I just can't. I, and it's not the same. Like, I don't want to sit outside. Well, why don't you go inside? Well, obviously, having empathy, knowing that people are especially the way this, you know, current conditions with the pandemic, it is affecting everybody in different ways. And accessibility is very, very, very different. So please understand that other people don't know where you're coming from. Um, the other uh, thing that I have to, to to ask, you know, on on a on a social side, uh, I don't have a rule of thumb, so please don't say, "Well, I did it ten times, and now, you know, what's next?" But uh, even people like Gary V uh, and other uh, people that I listen to online and read their books, uh, give give ten times and before you ask for once, one anything. Um, you are there, you are a resource for people. Look at yourself as a resource. You don't have to be the smartest person in the world, but at this stage in social, if you are nothing but a retweeter and a news poster or a ranter, the first time that you're able to send a direct message and say, hey, I know you're out of work, a buddy of mine in your town is looking, that speaks volumes. And you don't do that with a conniving purpose. You do that because you know Again, going back to empathy, right? You know that people are kind of down on their luck and you've seen their LinkedIn because every LinkedIn person who is out is open to work. So if you see that, shoot them over a job thing. Say, listen, I don't know your current situation. If you're still looking, here's an opportunity in Manhattan. I know you're kind of close. Hopefully this works out. Let me know if I can be of any service. You're, you're not going out and doing anything crazy. All you are is just forwarding. Instead of in the public, you send it through the DMs. There are positive things that happen in the DMs, regardless of what the actors say. Um, and, and again, going back to the final point, find your, your, find your people, right? Find the people that you connect with. Um, where I said, go out and, and find a role, not necessarily a role model, but you know, find somebody that kind of like, you kind of like what they're doing. But ultimately, don't be like if, if you're going to AV and looking what I do, you don't want to be Chris Netto. You want to be the best you, right? You don't want to be me. You want to have your unique touch on things and you want to be who you are. You don't want to copy what I'm doing. Not, I'm not a hundred, I'm not right. Not a hundred percent. 
I'm not even 75%. A lot of the stuff I do is missteps, but that's me being hard on myself. But you as an individual and your personality added to it, you can't go wrong. So develop who the best you are, right? Don't try to emulate a superstar because you're never going to get there. Likes, vanity metrics like likes and, 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 and impressions that I use impressions to tell me whether I did something right, especially when it comes to a chat. So when my chat does well, I can see the impressions go up, but that's it. That's the only reason is to gauge. I can't live by impressions. I can't live by likes, but I could tell you, um, you know, as I connected with the crowd and um, the more I get in tune with the community and I found my people, right? Um, things change it becomes a better organic process. If you go online now on a, on, on Christmas day and say, wow, I really, you know, I, I, I got a Mandalorian Lego set and I'm, and I'm, I'm proud of it. Right. Show your kid side, show your, your inner youth. And you will f- amazingly find that there are people that will connect with you. I'm like, you know what? I asked for the same thing. I got a lightsaber. I'm like, dude, you're 40. You got a lightsaber. Absolutely. Let me go get mine. So, that's the type of connections that you want. Those are the real connections that'll carry over until one day you can actually meet in person. Not some creepy, you know, Hallmark movie type stuff. I'm talking about where you can go to a trade show. I had to go Hallmark. I had to go Hallmark because we were talking about the Hallmark movies before, but not none of that crazy stuff. What I'm talking about is eventually we are going to be in the same place at the same time in a networking or a social setting. And when that happens, you will have a much more real connection. The only difference is, is that you will find out that I am much shorter in person than I am online. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's the putting your real self out there and, and people will still find you as, as tall in stature and personality, then <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm, this is all really good advice. And I feel like people can run headfirst into this now and, and just make this their new way of being. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad we talked about this and I, I hope that people out there feel like they can be their best self on the internet and connect with other people and give back and yeah, and, and, and really find new connections. So yeah, thank you all so much. I'm really glad we talked about this today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the Tide Generator Podcast produced by Avixa. Find it wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you next time. Thank you.